So let's look uh, at, in closing. Let's look at Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Paul says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God. By the way, all in the same context. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Based on the context, what do you think the schemes of the devil are? It's not him just saying, here's an here's a opportunity to cheat on your taxes. Based on the context, it's this. Not only does he want to convince us not to be holy or to look just like the world, he also wants us, the devil also wants us to live in division among one another, continually trying to lord it over each other. Paul goes on to say, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. In other words, our battle is not a husband against his wife. It's not the battle. I hate that that's the battle in the church so often. I hate that that's the battle across the board. But it is not our battle. We shouldn't look like the rest of the world. It's not a father against his child or a slave against their master, but rather against a spiritual deceiver who is continually trying to disrupt unity, a unity that is found in Christ alone. This unity is a unity of mutual submission, and it's out of the fear of God. Then Paul's classic instruction about the armor of God goes this way. He says, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. What is truth? That we no longer, in the context, that we no longer live as the world does. That we are not a part of the curse. That we live contrary to that story. He continues, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. What a great thing to know that our hearts are protected through faith in the righteousness given to us on the cross. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of what church? Peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of Faith with which you are able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The first piece to note of this is the gospel is one of peace, not dissension. And the second to understand is it is the shield of faith and you're able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Listen to me, church. When the devil says to men, you should tell everybody who's boss. Shut up and do what I say and go make me a sandwich or some nonsense worldly interpretation of this idea. Your response, what is it? I finally got a laugh out of you. Your response is, men, husbands, I will lead my house like Christ. I will do so in the love and admonition of my father. I will lay down my life for those who are in my charge. I will not provoke my children to anger, but I will obey my God who is in heaven. That is your response. Because that's what the Bible calls you to. When the devil says to women, you should take control. He's just lazy. He never initiates anything. Your response, you know that's true. Your response is, I will submit to my husband because I know that my God is in control. And even if my husband lacks understanding, I can win him over through my reverence before my God. What is faith? Not only is it the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, but it is also basically understood as trust. The shield of faith is a shield of trusting God. A shield that prevents the enemy's lies from getting to you. Just as we saw Jesus in the wilderness being tempted by the devil and told lies from the scripture, mind you, Jesus responded with the right scripture. And he responded by a faith trusting in what God has truly said. Paul then talks about the helmet of salvation, the renewing of our minds, the sword of the spirit, mind you, that's the only offensive weapon you have. 
The very word that says that we are to submit to one another, church, is the very word that you heard the gospel through. So take my warning very clearly. If you accept the gospel but you don't accept the practice, you are picking and choosing. You're Thomas Jefferson. You're marking out the things in your Bible that you just don't like. No go. No go. You want the gospel? Take everything that comes with it. You want the gospel? Take everything that comes with it. I don't think you hear me. You, ta- you want the gospel? Of course you do. You take everything that comes with it. And you trust him completely. Paul's instruction to the church in Ephesus is to pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, to be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. What's the context that informs this prayer? That we look nothing like this world. That we live in mutual submission. We live completely contrary to those around us.